Alright, alright, welcome back to another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. As always, Alex Peterson with Phil Collins. This is the show where we review great heavy music releases post-2000 because we're almost 24 years into it at this point, post-2000, and there's been a ton of metal, a ton of great music in that time, and it deserves to be recognized and promoted. So, Phil, what say you about all that? Yeah, man, I agree. No, there's, there's tons of great shit out there that um, I feel like, you know, we, if you didn't already hear about it, we help you hear about it. And I think that's cool. Yeah. And if also you want to look like a guy who knows how to sit in a tree stand for hours, you call Phil because he'll tell you exactly how to dress. Yeah, I got this, uh, this camo one here. I just, it's, it's warm. It's the perfect thing to wear when you want to be a little warm but not too warm and i don't hunt at all but it looks cool my kids were just watching some stupid meme video where this lady saw this guy at a carnival and he was wearing a full camo and she goes you're not wearing any clothes and the guy kept walking away. <laughs> the guy kept walking away like he was just so uncomfortable he was not getting it and i was like well not totally surprising that the guy in head to toe camo doesn't get this joke yeah that's <laughs> that's awesome though I can't even see you. Uh, yeah, I think you're just Better. a head at this point. Yeah, just a floating head. It's actually amazing. I'm, I'm terrified and amazed. What's the latest in All your right, life? Uh, we're, we're getting into December here. It's almost end of the year. I'm down here in Florida. I saw you up there in Balmer a little while ago. It was cold and, yeah. you know, windy. Yeah, how'd you feel about that? Where you're like, this is why I live in Florida. Yeah, I came home and I was like, you know, it's cool to see some cold weather. It's nice. It's really nice to visit. But then when I got home and it was nothing but sunshine and 75 degrees, I was like, damn, this is nice. Yeah, that's legit, man. Um, Definitely. As I get older, I I just wanted to be warm. I don't know. But um, anyway, my life is cool. We started a new assignment at this hospital out here in Randallstown. It's all right. And then... um. I don't know what we're gonna do if we're gonna extend or not. That's about it. We're gonna just—it's gonna be a money-saving period of life because we did so much traveling last year. Time to stack you know, some that cash. Kind of deal. So, yep, I'm... hunkering down. Yeah, it's just—you need that cushion. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's been a while since we've had a full episode, and I'm very excited because the album I gave you. But before we do that, I keep forgetting—we have to do rock paper scissors shoot. Boom. And. We have to do the That's So Metal. So are you ready for That's So Metal? Because I have one for you. Yeah, I'm ready. Tell me what's so metal. All right. There's something that's metal, which is I believe I told you or regaled you with how hard it is to be a trainer when you do that kettlebell thing through Strong First that I did up in Tampa a couple weeks back. I think I told you about that. But... There was a guy there. Yep. There was a guy there named Gabe. Shout out to Gabe from California for the Coast Guard. And if I've already done this on this show, it's just going to demonstrate the level of pain. But Gabe had no idea that he was going to be doing this okay. like f- four days before he got shipped out to do this. So he has no idea what to expect, and he has to do a hundred kettlebell swings with a fifty-two pound kettlebell and a hundred kettlebell snatches, not swings. It's where you swing it between your legs. And you catch it up straight above your head, locked out. And then you go back through and uh, and repeat. And the guy goes, okay, well, I'm in pretty good shape, but I've never done this before. And they're like, all right, well, the time starts now. So he had to just do it. 
and he didn't put the <laughs> kettle, he didn't put the kettlebell down. Hundred work guys' hands were just Jesus. ripped to shreds. Like when he was done, there every callus was ripped off his hands. He had rips in between his fingers, and on his left palm, it was just like a slit from the base of his wrist up to his ring finger. It was so gross, and. I was like, fucking worth it. Right? I was like, that is fucking metal. So shout out to Gabe for just R-E-K-T-ing his hands. That is metal, dude. That's badass as shit. I wouldn't do that. I would have 100% stopped. And as soon as I started bleeding, I'm like, oh, that's enough. What have I given to this kettlebell thing? Too he much. Just goes to show you, though, kind of the transfer, the carryover of fitness. Because if you took an average person who works a desk job and they like, walk or run occasionally and they're like not fat they're just kind of like you know loose but just fit or whatever and you try to make them do that they wouldn't be able to do it but this guy was a coast guard swim trainer and just that guy's probably in the pool so fucking much swimming so many miles that that's his, true you know his shoulders are solid his cardio is strong and it's just he was able to do it but damn shout out to him that's badass dude i that's i definitely have to give that guy props that's fucking he's an animal and then, and the even better part was we started at like eight in the morning, which was like f- five in the morning, California time. <laughs> this guy's like, I can't get a break. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking, you know what though? That guy's, if you're that metal, I don't think it's something like that, you know, even factored in. He's like, Oh, well, that's what I've been assigned to do. And I will do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though? He's probably like, good, good. You were in the service. I'm glad that it's. You served our armed yeah. forces. Was it, was it like that for you? Were you just kind of like, well, this is what we got to do. We got to fucking do it. I mean, yeah. Although I was guaranteed I wasn't asked to do anything like this guy. I probably did. But um, yeah, if that was what they said to do, then oh fucking well. Yes. Even at like basic training and stuff, they didn't make you run and do crazy shit and like swim for miles and. Yeah, they they did a basic. It wasn't once I got to my unit. It was it was a reserve unit first of all. But also, um, it was not. We were a hospital. So there was nothing, no reason to be that serious. But when I was in um, basic training, yeah, yeah, they'd wake you up at whatever they wanted. Or if somebody uh, did something stupid, they would do mass punishment and they would wake everybody up and make you run or push ups out on the hill at like three in the morning or something. Remember that? And uh, you're just going to do it. Because if you don't, then it's <laughs> they do the mass punishment thing is such a psychological mindfuck. Because it's bad enough that you punish yourself. That's one thing. But if you make everybody suffer, everyone hates you and you're a piece of shit. So you're going to do it. You're going to do whatever they say. So you're not the guy causing everybody, you know, a shit time at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's pretty effective. It's, you know, being punished is bad, but being hated by everybody's worse. So yeah, that's right. Do it. You get your shit in line, man. Well, yeah, that was so, metal. You're metal. And I have a favor to ask of you. How about okay. we? How about we skip the that's so metal, and you just go first because I'm so interested to know what you think about my album. Is that? Cool? Yeah, you mean skip the rock paper scissors? Yeah, and just but, um, just go. Yes. You go first. All right, great. Because I gave you "Turning Season Within" by Draconian, which is kind of getting old now. I think it was a 2008 release, and it was. Yeah. I have the physical CD. It was when I heard it was when I could only listen to CDs and I have a lot of thoughts on it. So I'm curious to think what I'm curious to hear what you thought. So sure. why don't you take it away? Cover just, just I want to start off saying that because it looks like a guy 
folding himself into an armadillo. But um, basically a fetal position, sad man. But anyway, track one, seasons apart. So right off the bat, you get a crunchy, legit riff. And what I love about this this riff is that it's does one section, and then it it does the same thing, but then a little different. That and that happens several times throughout this album. It's sort of like a little wrinkle. It's a little um signature of theirs. I think it's pretty neat. But the actual song. Surprisingly to me, it starts with clean sing, uh, singing. I don't know if you noticed if that ever occurred to you that this entire album starts off with a clean female singer. Yep, and it's beautiful. Just to kind of highlight, I think it is. It's great. I think that woman steals the show on this whole album. But, um, you know, I, it's cool because it, it's a little bit of what you wouldn't expect. It shows right off the bat that they're really going to feature this clean singing. It's not just there to compliment the growls, it's, it's its own thing. Yep. Um, Good growls. Um, the main riff is badass. It's a cool, folky, ambient kind of section, and that's going to be a recurring theme as well um, throughout this album in the middle. But probably my favorite part of the song is when she says, it's the end for me and you, somehow we always knew. Delivered so perfectly at the, at the right time. It builds up into that. It's like this resolution. And it's such a hell of a thing to say. I read that this album's about a failed relationship between two lovers, and that that sort of revelatory outburst it's the end for me and you somehow we always knew is um it's so fitting and it's delivered so perfectly it's like it's like you're having a fight with with someone and things aren't going well or something you're reflecting on yourself and you just come out and you just say something and you realize the gravity of it how true it is you're like god damn i can't go back from what i just said you know it's a turning point this statement yeah because it's, it's a it's a realization so that that's how it felt in the song I think they're going for it. They nailed it. Um, I, I do think it's a great album. I'll just say it right off the bat. Absolutely great album. These guys, they know exactly. You, it feels like they hit exactly what they went for. Uh, you know, they knew exactly what they were doing. I'm and, so um, happy to hear you say this. Did, did you know about them oh, before yeah. I had you review this? Definitely heard of Jaconian, but never gave them a real shot. Okay. Never got around to listen to them. And you know they're going to be on the 70,000 Tons of Metal. No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I gave you this album to review, man. You, They're going to be there. You can get out of town. You dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's a must-see right there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Well, I'm very excited. Um, I, this might be my favorite cruise just from the lineup. I got I mean, it's got to actually deliver, you know, but it's looking real promising. Hey, let's just both get our wieners out and start waving them because I'm pumped as you are, buddy. It's like right around the corner. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I'm looking at these lists, and I'm like, this is going to be gnarly. Um, all right, so great song. Not a top three, but definitely legit. So we go right into When I Wake. And I think I like this one because it's it's right into a groove-type riff, and then he starts growling first. So it's almost like, oh, we're going to get down to business, so we're going we're gonna to flex and, and be a little badass right here. Um, so it's right to Dark Brows. The line where he says, what have you done? And then he pauses and says, within your heart, cool shit. Uh, and growls and clean singing happens simultaneously after that. They do that a lot, too. Yes. Where they'll, um, it's not necessarily, it won't always be growls and clean singing, but she'll sing the same uh, melody as a riff. You know, it'll be some version of a, of a, of like a duality, I guess. Or, a, a, um, yeah, I don't know how to phrase that, but some version of complementary singing. Um, and it sounds so cool. 
Um, I say good eerie in um, vibes in the middle section, and then you do a heavy version of it. And the drumming towards the end of this song is so fucking good. When he says, um, "In your eyes, I watch how something dies," and then that riff at the end, that it, it's it's uh, it's uh, another resolution. They do that so well. They add this sort of resolution type riff or section at the end of their songs, and it just it ties it all together. You know, it just ties, they they put a bow on everything so well. And I don't know if it's um, I don't so know if it's I, fair to say, yeah, Phil, but I just felt like the mixing on this is just great. Like the sound of each particular piece is just right. The drums have the perfect volume to them in the mix, and and the grab. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it all. The, whoever produced it, a plus. You know, it's funny you say that because that's um. We talked about it before, but even great albums, you can tell. Maybe it wasn't great, or they did something weird that, like with that Blind Guardian, um, Night at the Opera. Yes. It sounds like it's like a mess. It's a great album, but it's a, it's almost like a mess. And this um, does not sound like it's crisp. So that's that's true. I'm, I'm, that's something that I never talk about, <laughs> and I think it's it's such a it's such a big part of how an album sounds. Obviously, so maybe we should mention that more often. Good call. But um, because of all those cool parts and the drumming. And how catchy this is! I just had to make this a top three. Wow. Late in the game, didn't feel like that at first, but I listened to it um, last night again, and then this morning, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna get a top three on this one. Fuck it, it's in. I think I am. It's in. Next song. Next. But, um, and next song. So right after that, we go into Earthbound, which is my favorite song on the album. It's because of it's, it does everything. It's perfect. It's um that that sort of chime, bing, and then that. What a great compliment! What a perfect compliment. Timing wise, it these are contrasting um, riffs and or approaches to things, and they complement each other perfectly. So good. Um, and then um, great singing and all, and it sounds great. But my favorite part is the middle section. Um, what she says so beautiful it's like so it's so fragile the veil of life so beautiful and the way she sings it it's like emphasized and strained and it's been in my head like ever since I listened to it well I got a I got a I got a solid chub over here and I'll tell you why remember when I introduced that this was an album I was going to give you I was like there's a song on here that's just so good that it makes everything else work and this is that song that Earthbound to me is yeah, it might be I'm not even just gonna feel uncomfortable by saying this as a John McClain I think it's my favorite Doom song ever of like any the whole genre that's fine to say, man this is a great song and the part it's in the middle just... that you're talking about when it's like they take that very slow peaceful lull and she sings and then it, you think it's gonna end it goes like for four bars you think it's gonna end they're gonna come back and blast your face but they don't. They do it for another four on slow, and then they bust your balls wide open. And you're like, "Oh yes, it's back." Yeah, I feel. Yeah, exactly. They're so they're in such command of what they're doing, you know. Um, and then, um, and then they do. I say towards the end they have acoustic to electric. It's like the, the transitions are perfect, and basically it's a fucking it's a great song. My favorite on the album, hundred percent. And there's a lot of great songs in this album. Man, I'm so happy. Yeah, I love it. We, I, 
always brothers, but stuff when you say stuff like that, I'm like, damn, this is he is a brother because you totally get it. You just this is exactly what I wanted you to hear from Salmon is this song and in particular that part where they just come back from it and he just that echoing growl just goes down your spine. Yeah. Every and, time I listen to that that cold old fucky, I guess fucky's not the word, but da, 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 with that chime. That resonant. It's, it's like I resonant. Can't turn it off. And the way he yeah. sings this part right here, it's just so dirty. It's like, oh my god, I love this guy. Yeah, don't you, don't you feel like they can they do? There are little wrinkles of things that uh, from different genres, and they, they just mix so well. Like I think that's a, such a gnarly, just gritty death. Um, like that, you can put that on a fucking like immolation album. Yes. You know? Just it's it's you know it's not echoey. You know, it's just like I'm gonna get down and dirty. And then they got some proggy stuff, and for sure Doom. But uh, anyway, just such a great mix. These guys know what the hell they're doing. And I, sure. and I, I just, okay. I love yeah. the the way he growls. It's hard just to breathe. And that part in that Earthbound song, highlight for me of the whole album. But okay, let's go to the next one. That's one. All right, not breathing. Breathing. Um. Okay, so from Earthbound, we go into this one. So Justin riff, cool emotional hook. Um. That. Uh, right for a really good chorus so it's like um that it's such a good compliment to the rest of the riff it's like a um makes you, it's sort of like a reflective one I, I love it um how, how do you feel about this song after earthbound i think it's a perfect compliment to earthbound because it's so much slower and peaceful and just features the female vocalist right and don't you think they don't i feel like they they are so proud of her i feel like they're like we have a fucking great singer and we're gonna we're gonna have her do her thing on this so it's so good it's so good well i will i will um and it has a very catchy chorus it's not top three for me but it's definitely a great song I, there's every yeah i will promptly disappoint you Go. and announce that their female vocalist has since been changed since this album so the singer that you're hearing on this album you will not be seeing <laughs> on the metal cruise well stomp it Dump it. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe she's maybe this new lady is very good as well. She is. She's very good, but for my money, not as good. Okay. Well, all right. That's okay. We can still make it work. Um. But anyway, okay. Great song. Um. But I want to go into fail into the failure epiphany because that's my other. That's my third. My top three. Okay. Cool. Do it. Number five. And, uh, track five. Failure epiphany. This one is the third in my top three. I think it's such a fucking badass song. The way it goes into that that emotional, sort of sad and dreary riff into this crunchy, that da -da 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 -da. I think that's such a great compliment. Again, these guys know exactly how to compliment their music. Um, the pairing of the riffs, it's just so, so good. I, I, maybe it's a counterpoint. I don't really know how to, I'm not musically inclined enough to get that right but i'm gonna throw that out there and it's done so well um so it goes and she sings like that too and that's what i was talking about earlier when they compliment the um the singing with the riff or the growls and i it's so good man it's so good it's i mean you could over rely on that as a band and make it corny 
Um, but these guys do it just enough to to show you that they're emphasizing certain things and mm-hmm. not just, you know, trying to make it catchy. And um, again, I think it's reflective of the command they have of the music and the and the message or the vibe they're trying to um, convey with this album. This is such a such a clear vision of what you know what they wanted, or of how to execute what they wanted. So anyway, they keep doing great shit. That part right there is what I'm talking about. But then they do this like um, when they go dun, 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 and they put this organ in there at the end or towards towards the second half, and I think that's so fun. I think that's a little proggy to me. I mean, that's just not something I would expect necessarily on Doom. Um, the first time I ever heard organ in a metal song was probably like Arion or something. So it always reminds me of Arion. I was like, oh, it's like Arion, even though there's a zillion bands that do shit like that. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I, think I, so I always cool think I just, always think of like My Dying Bride. Because it's executed. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, no, it's Arion. They invented it. <laughs> they did, did not. But, um... <laughs> Because that's executed so well, I, I made it the top three for me. I think it's got enough complexity to be interesting, but it keeps it simple um, um, for long enough that it's it's pretty accessible. This um, I saw an interview about this album. I was reading one, and the guy I called it one of their more accessible albums, and I think that's true. They made it really catchy without sacrificing the you know the doom cred. And um, shit like this. One of these. This is like one of the best examples of that. This song. So, um, all right, top three. We'll go into morphine cloud if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna switch it over. But as we listen to the intro to that song, tell me you're now. You know, five songs into what is a kind of a long album, and it's all doomy and dreary. And your top three are in that top five. Are you kind of getting like fatigue now for the last four songs, or where are you in your listening because yeah no i'm not you know why because my before i i changed my top three or one of my top threes to when i wake but before that i had the empty stare you know i i've always afforded that song okay cool um and blood flower is everyone loves blood flower and we'll talk about that but no i got i I wasn't i'm not bored at all because empty stare is like right there uh, in the top three it's like top three a three b cool 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 so, okay, um, Morphine Cloud, what a great fucking name for a song, first Seriously. of all. Especially a dreary doom album. Yeah, trying to get you um, through suffering in just this morphine haze. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that... I feel, I, if I recall, you uh, mentioned before, when you recommended this, that there was a song that would remind me of Agalock. And I don't know if this is the one, but this yep. is the one that reminds me of Agalock. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. For sure, that... Um, building an atmosphere, flexing their doomy folk muscles here. Um, she even does kind of a breathy delivery of her, her first um, appearance of her singing. Goes perfectly with the vibe. And then I think it cuts into a really legit riff. It's like punchy and angsty. And um, the only thing I... I don't know if I would criticize it. The only, it's an awkward length. That's, to me, a seven-minute song or seven-ish minute song. Seven and a half. Is, I don't know what... Okay. Well, okay. Um, I feel like you gotta you gotta commit and make it eight. But you gotta just think it's a weird place. It's like I think it's gonna be over. It's not, or I, I'm embracing for the long haul, but it's not quite long. But whatever. That's kind of a, maybe a nitpick. Uh, I because the end is so good. It has this 
it has this like ballad guitar solo which i don't think appears before this um song and again shows their um their versatility um oh when he says so lost so lost in this melody your spirit is haunting me really catchy as well so definitely a cool atmospheric song um like i said the only thing i would say is for, i don't know why but the length wasn't perfect but uh what do you think about this do you like how do you what are your top three i didn't even ask you my top three are earthbound yeah it's for me it's basically because of earthbound my three my top three are three four and five just like that sequence okay. that sequence of earthbound number one number two not breathing because it's just such a perfect respite and that her voice is so beautiful and then the failure epiphany is just a fucking banger. And so for me, it's three, four, Dude, five. Isn't that great? God damn, failure epiphany is so good. But this song, um, this song in particular, at least for me, this is one of the ones where I'm like, it makes you focus on just how great the male singer is. His growl is kind of like Michael Ackerfeld a little good. I mean, I I have like you know what? That's funny. Yeah, he sounds like him sometimes. But. You know, not and not like a knockoff or a ripoff way, and like a complete wow. This guy can scream, can just growl in the from the depths of hell, but it's clear and understandable, and I just love it. Yep, for sure. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, so, yeah. This and I, this is a great song, but didn't make my top three. Um, I guess we should go to Blood Flower. This I, I will appears say, to be. I will say I'm looking online here real quick, Phil, at the uh, the turning season within 2007, 2008, and it was produced by two guys that produced for Opeth and Catatonia. So that makes sense that you got that kind of vibe. Okay, well, they're doing something. They're doing something right, and, I would say. And shout out to Anders Jacobson. That's the guy who does the harsh vocals and has forever. All right, well, he's a badass, no doubt since 94 um really yeah oh they used to be called something else too they had a I, they had a um i looked they were kerberos but pretty, like an initial uh pretty funny though that you gave me a swedish metal band and i gave you a swedish metal band you know what i mean like on the same episode well well this guy's fucking jam so but, but yes that's cool for those listening this next song that's playing right now is blood flower track seven and this is pretty it was hard for me to not make this in my top three. If I had to say a three A for me, it's this one in terms of not breathing. I could use those interchangeably. This blood flower is just like you just want to put your head down and just kind of nod like forever for the next twenty five years. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, that riff is a um, sort of gut wrenching. It's just it's it's just like a I just we just broke up. Somebody just broke up, and then um, and now I'm just reflecting and feeling a lot of different ways you know it's just so it just you know exactly why this was written in my opinion you can tell this is about a breakup it's a sad but like um catchy reflective type of uh song and i think from what i was reading on interviews blood flower seems to be the most accessible song on this or the one that got people to listen to the album the most um and obviously it's got a great i said it's more outwardly ballad-esque um, sounds like it sounds to me like if you were to make a single, this would be the one. Yeah, but I agree. When she when she said yeah, so when she says I, I'll love you just the same, it's uh, um, like flower never bloom, but I love you just the same. It's so pretty, man, and it's just like 
it's almost like if you got broken up with, you know, and you were just like, you know what? I'll always love that person. I want the best for them, even though it didn't work out for me. It's it's a selfless thing, you know. And I think that's a per, that's a, um, for. I feel like a lot of people, it, it takes a while to get to that point. You're sad, you're angry, and all these things, and then you just you sort of get humbled by the experience, and then you you come around and go, well, you know, I hope that that person's happy, you know. And so I think I think it conveys that so well. This didn't work out, but I, you know, I always loved the person. So, definitely some soul bearing on this album or this song and album as a whole. But probably, it's hard to find a better example on this album of the soul bearing than this song. So it is, it is hard to not put it as a top three. But what can I say? The other ones are a little bit better. But this is a great fucking song. And um, if I were to try to introduce someone to the album, this is probably the one i would use yep i agree unless you had a friend who was already into like heavy metal then i would do the earthbound but if it was like a regular just kind of a person who's into rock or heavy music this is the song you play and i i wrote a note down that it's going to sound ridiculously artistic because i don't have that level of skill to say it really but i wrote that the main riff on this song makes me think that if you were walking through the woods listening to it it would feel like it was haunting and just kind of following you like a shadow just that it's almost like it just lags behind you. It's, I don't know, it's like the sonic representation of the past, but right behind you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, it's um, it's behind you because it, yeah, obviously it already happened you're reflecting on it, but it's 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 almost a party still. It's uh, right there. It's fresh, um, but it's right there and you can't yeah. shake it. Yep. Like almost like an echo or something. Like you were yelling something, and you're just walking forward, and it's just still reverberating. Yes. Or something. Like physically, it's right there. Um, yeah, man, absolutely. I, I get that. But um, yeah, it's funny. We just jocked the hell out of this song, and both were like, "Well, it's not my top three. It's it's it sucks to say that. Uh, I, I maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. I changed it before. But that's a reflection of how good. Just... That's a reflection of how good the album actually is, though. 100 percent that's why earlier when you were like oh you're getting tired of them like well you still got i said empty stare but you still got flower too i mean that's yep yeah it doesn't get any it doesn't get really go downhill from the three yeah cool three. so uh then we go into empty stare pretty good to me uh first of all i love the lyric where he says i'm a sad clown <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> When I first heard that, I was like, oh, well, that was a little silly. Did he really just say I'm a sad clown? I want to make sure he said that. So I'd look it up. And he did. But a good song. I just love, 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 love the chorus. Because it's so catchy. It's delivered so perfectly, especially with that um that little riff hook beforehand, which is like the same melody, which again, they pair the two and it sounds great. But dan, dan, dan. Just great delivery, and I, I loved it so much that I had, yeah, had to make it a top three. This song was cool too because they also have some organ, which I, I always love, um, and I love how he says, "I despise what I've become." Um, great delivery of that line, and just a cool as shit song. I had to take it out of my top three due to some maybe some recency bias on some some of the other ones, but um, definitely legit. So I'm a big fan of this song. Great. And that's why, again, another, the second reason why I do not get daunted when I'm halfway through this album. 
and not that I was trying to set myself up for failure on that. I mean, it's only 52 minutes, which for a Doom album isn't really that long. It could have been, if they had added a 10th song, it would have been like, all right, that's enough. So I think they did a great job. I love this album, and I'm really happy to hear that you like it as much as you did. Why don't you tell me about the last one, September Ashes, and then I'll tell you, like, I have a couple questions for you about just the thing in general, and I'll share my thoughts about the band. All right, yeah, September Ashes um, is it's sort of like a epilogue, maybe, type, you know, a little piano reflection. Um, and I, it's pretty cool. I think it's a nice cap, and I think when you're going to do something like that, um, making it nice and short and sweet, nice and short and sweet. How fucking clunky was that? Yeah, but, um, it was perfect. Short and nice and short and sweet. sweet. Uh, nice and short and sweet and, and this and that. <laughs> but um, a minute ten is <laughs> is perfect for something like that. It's a little, it's a little. Like I said, they're very good at tying bows on things in this album, and that is a perfect bow for the album. All right. Well, then tell me, si- strings, skins, or singing. What was your favorite of the three? What do you think led the show? I, I think singing, and I think specifically the clean singing. Interesting. Very good. I mean, that lady's voice is beautiful, but for me, it's singing too, but also the guy's growling. I just think the combination of that is there's no better combo. You know, there's a lot of bands that do the clean female singing with the growling dude. I think this band at this era did it the best. I I mean, hey, definitely. And I don't want to sleep on the drums because they, they do some pretty impressive shit. Yeah, and the riffs. But, uh, I mean, it's all good. For sure. But yeah, man, there you go. That's my review of this great album. All right, good. Well, then let me give you a real quick recap of just my thoughts generally. The, you know, understanding that I've had this album since it came out, and then I, you know, of course, didn't just like pretend this band didn't exist after that. I have followed them, and mm-hmm. I have not extensively listened to every single song on every album, but I have done enough to know that after they lost their lead singer that or the clean singing vocalist i believe it was right as they released a rose for the apocalypse in 2011 but for sure by the time they did uh sovereign in 2015 it was the new singer she's good for my money not the best and i would say of all of their albums the turning season within is my favorite it's why i had you review it i think it's the most accessible but i think it's also the most likable it's just the best and Sure, maybe it's the most commercial or whatever, but it's the best produced. The songs are amazing, and I love it. If anyone listening to this got into it as much as you did, and they hadn't heard him before, I'd say the next one to go to is called Where Lovers Mourn. That was actually five years earlier in 2003. I really love that one. I had that one on physical disc also, and has a couple songs. I'm playing a song right now, track four, The Solitude, from that album. That They had a lot more violin, and it was a little slower, not as just uh, powerful, but man, it got you where you're like, oof, this is just heavy. I love that album. Okay. Everybody where seems... Lovers Mourn, that's what it's called? Yeah, Where Lovers Mourn. Everybody seems to really jock Arcane Rain Fell. I like that one a lot. I, I do like it, but I would go Turning Season Within, Where Lovers Mourn, and then Arcane Rain Fell. That's my opinion. Okay. And I'm pumped to see them on the cruise. Last time they were on there, the lead singer, the male lead singer, um, has like a full length, uh, I want to say trench coat, but it's like felt. So I don't know what you'd call that, but like a very regal, full length 
ball gown coat for a man. And he's just up there. I'll tell you what it sounds like. Not something I'd wear to the Caribbean. (laughs) Exactly. Sounds like something you'd be wearing in the boat only. But (laughs) this dude, when he's up there, man, he is just powerhouse. So definitely, definitely awesome. And I'm super glad you liked it as much as you did. So would you give it an A? Yeah, A-plus, man. Cool, 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 cool. All right, good. Okay, then, if it's cool with you, you ready to go into Blackinge by Estop? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I want to pull up and see if I can find a quote. I'm playing the opening track, Vinterikit, by this fellow Swedish national band. And I was hoping I could find a clip. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But do you remember in Joe Dirt where um, Joe Dirt takes his girlfriend back to the same um, carnival that they worked at earlier? Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to play for you because you referred this album to me and I sent you this opening song for... Here we go. Let me see what I found it. Look what's going on inside you. So, I had fun tonight. Even though you took me to the carnival that I was already at. Yeah. I had fun too. That's how I feel about this album since you referred me to it. (laughs) And I told you about this particular song called Vinterikit, which is a fucking great song. It's why I referred you to listen to this and it said, yeah. put this on your gym playlist. And now you had me review it in earnest, which actually worked out pretty great because first overall, definite A, it's 38 minutes. So it's just a it. blast in your forehead. There is some variety. Yeah. You know, it's not. it doesn't like get stale in the 38 minutes, but it is what you expect, which is just lightning fast kind of thrash black metal. And none of it is in English, so you just get to enjoy the music and the screaming and just who knows what they're saying, but I'm loving it. You can't find the lyrics. Yeah, I'm feeling it. You can't find the lyrics like anywhere for what they're saying. So I did at least some translations and Estop, the name of the band, I-S-T-A-P-P, means icicle in Swedish. And cool. Blekinge is the town from where they originated. And, okay. All right. And um, I went on Ang- or on uh, Metalum, and it's four reviews for seventy nine percent. And I was like, "There's some real fucking ball busters. Why seventy nine percent? This is a great album." Well, yeah, I know. And if you read the reviews, sometimes they'll even jock it, but they'll give it like a seventy. I'm like, "What? I don't understand what you're saying." Yeah, like, what are you? Like, what are your standards so high for? Get over yourself, buddy. Here, here, here's one. I'm gonna call this guy out. Pratt, nineteen seventy one on Metalum. Very impressive was the title of his review and he gave it a 70 percent you would have won that's not an impressive score right very impressive like you if you get your paper back from your teacher and they say very impressive and they put a 70 on there you're like fuck yourself exactly anyway all right well winter opening track it means realm of winter or winter realm i said great banger in your face straight out let's talk about it two minutes and 13 seconds i have to try to highlight this because I think we're both going to agree the absolute best part of this song is the part where they apparently got like the air horn from the soccer field. This part right <laughs> this part right here, you know what I'm talking about? 
There's enough stuff in this album that, um, or at least a couple different parts, where you're like, I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke or not. But they're just having fun out there, man. They're just having fun. <laughs> As they come back in from the from the breakdown, I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, I'm all about it. So that's yep. that's I don't know why that's in there, but I love it. That's in my top three for sure. Since I recommended the okay. carnival, the carnival that you took me back to for our first date. <laughs> so that's def- <laughs> that's definitely up there. The next one is called okay. Colden's Union, which I believe translates to Colden's Union, and it starts out with nice. a perfect piece. This this intro. Do you remember I had you listen to that album, In Shine? Uh, it's called Origin by In Shine. Yeah, I'm so cool. I, there's a riff on one of those songs I think of still now. It's in my head now. It's like tattooed on your but cerebrum. Yeah. yeah. That Well, this the intro to this song makes me think of that album big time. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I definitely hear that. Yeah. It's just got that kind of starry, like, chilled out. So I like how the first track, there's no delay in getting down to business. They're just ready, like, let's go. And then we're going to air horn you. And then the second song, they kind of like give you that intro to the album that most other bands do where you're like, all right, cool. By this time, I'm ready for a little bit of like just a quick pause. Not before the first fucking song. We haven't even started yet. I love that approach. I don't know if you picked up on that. I 100% agree, man. I think it's a little presumptuous and a little, um, sometimes it comes across as pretentious where you're like, I'm going to make this a whole experience. So we're going to start off with an intro and la la la. No. Get right down to business. Yeah. It depends on what kind of album you're doing. But if you're going to do a kick-ass black metal album that's thrashy and not atmospheric black, just get right down to business. Let's get right down to business. And then, you know what? Second song, you want to fart around for just 10 seconds? Cool. I'm totally there. Because the first song was a banger. I'm, I'm already on board, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay, I said so, okay. Uh, starts out with a perfect piece from Shine, And then I love around 2 minutes and 45 seconds, you get that strong, like, chance. They're doing that kind of, like, echoey chanting together collectively which I really loved and the chugging of the yep. guitars I was like this is my cheese wheel right here like that's all I'm like everything that's happening right now is what I want well and how cool is it right here where he screams they pause and then he goes right into another scream yeah so, what a great structure yeah I know it's like this almost like you're at, for a second at like a monastery with all these monks chanting and then it's bam yeah it's he's like no, we're, we're bringing it back but yeah the chanting Cool, man. It's a it's a definitely a different approach to the first song. It's like you said, there's serious variety in this album. Yep. The next one is called 1160 Myovic. Myovic again is like the name of the town. I think it's like saying Baltimore, Maryland is Blackened Myovic, from what I gathered online. Um, this okay. one, this one, I said back to banging guitar and scream intro reminds me of the intro to Scott Spider God Black Renditions, which is a great album, but. I said cool guitar work, but overall kind of forgettable. Not my favorite. This one was, I don't know, just nothing really huge stood out to me on this one. And I think it's partly because it's smashed between two that I really liked. So 1160, I feel like is okay. okay. But the next, I mean, is there anything you want to highlight about this one before I go to the next one? I love this weird, quirky main riff. And it's such a weird riff and it's twangy. And I love the end. Where it goes, da, 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 and that's cool. Is but, it is it in your top three? Yeah, we can, we can do one. No, no. Okay, good. That's all I really want to know because it's not like I'm saying I dislike it. It just was. It, it it isn't one of the first three that I really want to go here. Whereas this next one is so fucking catchy. 
I don't it's even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know the Swedish language, but I want to learn it just so I can say Ivan Tenpai, then absolute man Pokin. The way he repeats that over and yeah. over, I'm like, can you? Let's never stop, please. Let's can you believe it? I know. I can't believe they made uh, they made the sentence Ivan Pod then absolute no Pumpkin. Crazy catchy. Crazy catchy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a triumph in and of itself. There's like 41 consonants in that sentence, and they managed to make you want to sing it over and over and over. Yep. Yeah, it's and, so good. And, and it's got a great main riff. That's a that's a banger. And the uh, the translation for this is in waiting for the absolute zero point. Or, or rough translation is in waiting for the absolute zero point. So, even ten an absolute null pumpkin. So cool, man. And and this got like the bells in the background. Yes. Cool that. Yep. And I said here first song with true clean singing. You know the other that's had, true. They had the chant portion of the of uh, Colden's Union, but no really true clean singing. This song has true clean singing, and they do it so well, man. Yep. All right, so that's definitely in the top three for me so far. Uh, ah. tr- track one, Vinterikit, and uh, Ivantan Paden Absoluta Nolpongten is definitely number two. So let's go to track five, which is uh, Evig Cold Concentrad, which I think translates to Eternal Cold Concentrated. Since I've been talking a lot, Phil, you, you go ahead and tell me your thoughts on this one before I go. I love the beginning of this, and it's got this gnarly, really guttural uh, growls when he wants to. It's not just from like from the first uh, song or when he's just screaming regularly. He's got this like it almost sounds like he, it's like he's slurring, it's like a oh, or like um, phlegm. It yeah, like so gargling. Just gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and this is a little more classic black to me. It's almost it's almost atmospheric to me. It's almost got that classic backdrop of an atmosphere black. But they, again, it's a three minute and 28, uh, 28 second song. So they, it's like they know how to do that, but they're choosing to just do a cool, flashy version of it. And I, and so I, I, it's a great song. But I also just feel like it's um this song is such a, or this album is a reflection of this band's ability to like. Um, just come out swinging, but also put in these black credentials. It's almost like you can tell these guys have studied the hell out of what they're doing. It's another example, or it's also of an album that shows clear vision, like Draconian. So I think it's um, pretty cool. And songs like this, I know it's not a huge song or anything like that. It's, probably, it's not my top three, but there's a couple of songs like this where they have, in my opinion, a, um, a showcase of the ability to do several different genres of black. So anyway, that's my that's my diatribe. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. I think that's perfectly said, so I don't need to add much to it. I want to go to the next one, which I love, called Snow, S-N-O, which I think is oh, the yeah, Swedish buddy. word for snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's I, th- I think that's right. Um, but I love this one. How, how, don't just love how he screams it? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like he's there's like it flew into his window and it's about to attack him the way he screams it. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, they're like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Stop!" stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one crept into my top three. 
And I really can't explain why. I just kind of like... I just love this chugging guitar portion at the beginning where it just sounds like we're kind of waiting in line somewhere. I don't know why, but just like, I don't know. <laughs> There's the other, my other top two, number one and number four, like I can explain it to you. But this one, I don't know. It just, I like it. It's just something where, I, why do you like it? I don't know. I just like it. I get it. Um, they definitely try to make it really catchy with the screaming chorus. But I, yeah, the actual riff, it's... To me, I, I got the sensation of like a tongue. It's like a to me, it's like windy. It just felt like um, like I, we're I get the waiting in line thing. We were waiting around in a, in a shitty snowy environment. Yeah. But um, and then he's screaming about snow. Maybe the song's just about them waiting in the snow. It pissed. could be, dude. It would be so perfect. But yeah, definitely a really catchy song. And I love the part where he says. Um, I mean, you can't really understand what the fuck he's saying, but it's like, just before they start getting into the, it's, I'm trying to get right here, it's like right at one minute, just the way, the, the, the insanity of his singing, right here. It's just furious, and I love that, I just love that, it's like, anytime a vocalist just puts it all on the line, and you know, there's no way you do what he's doing right now where it doesn't trash your throat, there's just no way. There's not a way to do it with a yep. self-preservation mindset. You're just fucking up there, like, I'm going to scream it in everyone's face in this entire bar. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and like, um, you have to commit yourself to just the delivery of it, to, like, um, not just, like, with the growling, but just the body movement. Like, I, was, I have in mind that Karak Anger. Remember that guy on the cruise? Yeah. And the way he was just... Not pr- I don't know how to describe it, but like moving all around and just and delivering it in such a theatrical way. And I, I feel like this guy was probably doing that in the studio. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to do it sitting still. You couldn't sing like this sitting down. No fucking way. Right. No. So, so, so maybe just, maybe the explanation maybe the explanation is that what you just said. It's the passion and it's the energy that this the vocalist brings to this song that I love it. But anyway, that's my uh, third third of the top three. The next one is awesome too. Beautiful little change of pace with the acoustic at the beginning. I think Nord means north, and I don't know what Fjalltaga is. I think it's an area or a region, but I, I don't know. What did what did you think of this one, buddy? Well, I love the I love that screen. It's like a contrast to the uh, the intro. Uh, but again, I think they this one to me is a little more folk, not focused, but a little more. Um, Spooky and maybe driven, um, and um, the, so I feel like they do a lot of songs after Snow, or basically all of them, that seem to lack a an obvious chorus to me, and it's more about like the totality of the song. So like um, it kind of reminds me of that Coldwell's Union, that da, 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 and then a couple other things. There's not like an obvious like I'm gonna scream Snow. R- right, so, um, right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is cool. Or that event in Pod. That absolute and no punkin song. Obviously, you know what they're focusing on with that. These other ones, they seem to be more about, like, um, yeah, you know, all the parts together uh, that make a, a great song. I think this is one of them. I, like, I love the the um, chill and um, um, quiet, driven, folky beginning, and I love that part where he's singing. It's subtle. You know, it's it's clean, but it's definitely subtle, and um, I think it's I think it's cool that they they can 
do catchy chorus stuff, or they could also just build an overall cool song. Anyway, I think this is one of those songs. I, I love the way they deliver that. Where do you think the, anyway. only, the only other album I think we've done on the show that somewhat would be comparable is that Windy or Eleven Eighty Four I gave you way back when? How would you like compare this? Would you think? Do you think this is better, or do you think that's better? Could you say? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I got to hand it a little bit to Windier because of <laughs> it's it's probably a little more I don't know if professional is the word, but they do it longer. There's a little. I feel like the changes are a little more. Uh, the transitions maybe a little smoother, um, in, in each parts of the song. Uh, so I, I have to hand it to Windier, but. I don't know. This is not too far behind it. I that's a, I would agree. I agree exactly what you said. I think as a whole, the whole album of 1184 is better. But there are points on this one that are just as good as any of the points on that one. I just think con- the consistent, yeah. like top to bottom, that whole record is better. But this is still great. Okay, cool. Uh, track eight is... I'm going to see how I can pronounce this. Bjorkgang auf Alferdu Lutzets for Fall, which translates to... Passing of Alfredul, Decay of Light. And so I don't really know what Alfredul okay. is. I don't know if you looked that up, but I don't know if that's like a mythical character or what. I didn't. I just assumed it was some disgusting Norwegian food. <laughs> yeah. The passing of Alfredul through your stool and out into the t- Das Toiletten. Well, let's see if we can find out what that <laughs> is. I have no idea. Just when you type in Alfredul, it shows this song so not not too much going on there but anyway i like this song a lot i it's not my favorite on the back half it's got a cool riff you know the the chugging is consistently this song i think of all the others reminded me most of do you know the band uh, immortal oh yeah i've not heard much from them but i've heard of them they're like i would say i don't know one of the I guess of all black metal bands that are still around, they're like the oldest that was back in the day, still just like crushing it, in my opinion, as far as my knowledge oh, goes. Okay. But they're great. I like them a lot. But this this song reminds me a lot. It has that kind of classic, like resonant sound in the guitar a couple times where they just open it and just let it ring out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like they just did that. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's just there's more space where they're like, okay, now we're gonna crush your face, and then we're just gonna chill here for a second. And then we're going to crush your face, and then we're going to chill here for a second. That's, to me, like, just classic black metal. Yep, definitely. And I think, I think you get the sense that these guys really studied. I mean, I guess anybody who's going to create a band and put out albums, it's going to be a huge music fan. But it's almost like they really grasped what was good about the stuff that they listened to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they didn't, they, nothing's too long, which I really love, because... You never get bored with any song. You're just like, okay, these are all great. They're just moving, they're humming, they're grooving, and I'm ready to go. Like I told you before, whenever I get an album that I listen to it, and then I want to listen to it again right afterward, I know I'm onto something great. And that's that was this one. I was like, well, that was cool. There was a lot of cool shit. Now let me start that over. Yep. But yeah, definitely a good song. They also sing this, Fort Gang. I'm pretty sure. Fort Gang. Then the way I think they say, the juice it's or fall. I, I think that's. Um, I think they deliver it in a, sort of a catchy way, but no, can't hold a candle to, to the uh, number four. Yeah, no, that's just so catchy. All right, what do you got for number nine, amigo? This is the one that's like untitled, just a blank, a dash. Yeah, dash is uh, is what I've 
is the working title. Um, it, it, hyphen. It, it was originally hyphen. It's now dash. Yeah, um, but <laughs> and I understand there's a language barrier, but I just think they kind of thrown that title in. Yeah, I got a little lazy there, boys. Come on. But it reminds me a little bit of Seven, where there's um, there's more subtlety and it's not obviously like catchy, um, and um, it's it's um I think it's got that one where it's like like a cool almost like a heroic riff. That's reminds me of like a hero coming home, like returning to like fight something, um, and so I like it a lot. But it's a little more on the subtle side of things. Did you get that feeling, or had? Totally. And when I looked up where this place is, this Blackinge in Myovic, it's a little like lake village in Sweden. And this song, to me, of all the others, made the mo It has the most feel of like just kind of being out on the water with like smoke rising and then like a you know scary ship coming in or something that just seemed like something coming up out of the water you know what i mean it had that aura of like uh shit we're out here on the water we're on the edge of the shore we see something out there we don't know what the fuck that is you know what i mean that's what it sounded like to me yeah yeah that's a, that's a cool um image like yeah the arrival of something yeah like, something's something coming something's coming into to the wharf and it's not good <laughs> yeah that like ba-dang. yeah that's true man that's, a, that's an interesting uh definitely an interesting scene but yeah, it's it's definitely a cool song. Um, I, I really I just love how they do <laughs> how they make some songs super catchy, of course, wise, and some songs are like we're just going to make certain pieces of it catchy, but not necessarily have that one moment. And um, I, I don't know. I don't. That's a cool example of it. I don't think it's as good, just to be honest. But it's like Kalma in that sense that like sometimes Kalma, like you said. They'll wipe their ass with song structure. They're like, song structure? Let's just fucking... We're going to get up here and play this until we're tired of playing it. I don't care how long it is. It could be six yeah. and a half times, and we're just going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I, that, I forgot what song it is, but Kalma, there's a... Um, it's probably a lot of them, but you're 30 seconds in, and there's like a solo, and you're like, you didn't earn this. But who cares? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> matter. I'm ready. I'm here. Yeah, I just... You know, yeah, you haven't even established a main riff, and already we're fucking just... You know, you're doing your whammy bar and fucking killing shit <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> but well, they, yeah man but this song's cool that it just to me it sounds like a i definitely get the scary vibe but i get a heroic like some norwegian fucking hero you know or um or over that area some swedish hero yeah who's gonna you know who's returning home and he's got this sword that he had to go get and it definitely de some it definitely sounds grand. It sounds grander than the other ones. Like they, it sounds like they wanted to make this a big sounding song, you know, in just the way that it was mixed. But let's get to the last one, yep. title track. For me, this was the one that just finished outside of my top three. I really like this, and I love that they ended the album on such a good song. It kind of, I was glad they didn't end on number nine. I felt like that would have been a disappointment. That dash song. I think this was a better way to end it. Yeah, that's definitely a legit song. Um, and again, it's only three minutes and 48 seconds. And that's, I think that's great. I think that's, this is, I had you in mind, obviously you've recommended me that that Lintera gets on, but I really had you in mind when I um, was listening to this initially because it's so short and sweet. And um, I think it's cool. They even did their title track. They didn't even, they didn't do like what some bands would do. And well, we're gonna have one long one, you know, let's make the title track a long one. Right. They didn't do that. They just stuck to their formula. 
and uh, I think that's pretty cool. And just a under 40 minutes for a whole album, and it still does all that different shit and is interesting and the whole time. That's a I think it's a real achievement. Well, I also wanted to conclude by saying. I think it's really cool that it's only a three-member band, at least according to Metallum, it's just three dudes on this album. So they produced a lot of variety and a lot of cool shit for just three dudes. It's kind of like uh, Arsis with those two guys just fucking crushing it. And you're like, we two guys made this? It's amazing. But Yeah, man. Anyhow. They, um, well, I was going to say, they have two other albums that people really seem to like, the Insidious Star also. Um, so... And uh, they have one with a frostbitten. But, but I've heard a lot of good stuff from the Insidious Star, so I might check that out too. Well, I think you should, and I'm, I'm probably going to do that also. And I am ready to tell you what I want you to review next, which I'm pretty excited oh, about. Do you have yours locked down, or do you want me to tell you about mine? You tell me yours, and I'm, I'm, I got two of my. Both are ones you've heard, but I think they got to be on the show, man. All right, well, I'm going to pull my ween out and show you what I want. The first, the band is called Disillusion, and the album is Ayam, A-Y-A-M. This is a 2022 release. It was in my top five last year. I want to say it was my number two. I can't even remember. I'm ashamed to say. might have been my number one. But this, I have the physical disc. It's in my car, and I just can't stop listening to it. And I, I really want you... To hear it and it's two I think it's a couple guys from Belgium it's eight songs it's 59 minutes long the first song is 11 minutes and 12 seconds it shouldn't work and it shouldn't be great but you're gonna love it like I just can't wait for you to listen to it and, and all I would ask you is you have to listen to it start to finish don't like pick a track don't just go oh let me hear what track four is like no this thing is a story you have to listen to it from the beginning please okay that's cool man i'm down um all right i'm gonna this is a band we were both crazy familiar with but it's not the album that you would pick as your favorite but i'm gonna have you listen to it and we've actually talked about this before but i'm i'm, I'm going for it i'm gonna have you do amorphous and skyforger to me that's their best album my favorite one and i know you I, we talked about once in the car, and I don't think it's your favorite, but I want you to, I want you to give a, a proper review of it, and I'll we'll talk about why I think it's the best one. I love that. I love that band needs to be represented on this show, and I'm really happy that that's what we're going to do because I would love to dive into that. So that sounds awesome. So then, right, cool, man. I'll give you a Mitch Hedberg quote, and we'll probably wrap it up. I got here, which is a perfect time since yeah. we're in the holiday season. Mitch Hed, Hedberg said. A severed foot is the ultimate stocking stuffer. He was right. He's always right. And I think with that, I offended Phil so much that he left the audio room. So, Phil, it's been real. It's been nice. Maybe even real nice. But you're not even going to get a chance to say goodbye to our listeners. And with that, that's the great heavy music podcast. All right, people. 